There's been quite a bit of adjustment, uh, as you can imagine, and I'm sure a lot of other people are in a similar situation. It's, it's been a challenge, to say the least. have not been able to be in school for a couple of weeks, haven't seen my students. I had to switch to home. That was put into place last week. Um, so this is my second full week working from home. And so far, things have gone pretty smoothly. Um, I had never worked from home in this position. So I was a little anxious last week when I made this transition. From the standpoint of the work that I traditionally do, I typically would work remotely one or two days a week, and I would be in the office and in the lab typically three days a week. So for me, the recent experience for probably about the last three to three and a half weeks has been exclusively from home. Interestingly, here at Weather Extreme, we have some people that are in other states that work for the company. So everyone is a little different, but everyone is working from home now. In order to practice the social distancing necessary to combat the COVID-19 pandemic, many employees, including all of us here at AMS, are working completely from home. We wanted to check in with some of our previous guests to see how this transition has been for them and what effects it's had on the nature of their work. Thankfully, because of the amount of work that I do um, through the computer, American Families has a very good set up right now with their remote work capabilities. So the transition from in the office to at home was very smooth. Well, I still am manning the office, just not with anyone else here other than my husband. So we just kind of man the phones and are here trying to keep a consistent presence, at least for everyone, and trying to keep everyone up to date on their work and, and what they're doing. And, and so it's the impact is, there is a definite impact on, on everyone. The forensic work still goes on in terms of working on the casework. The slow part is uh, depositions and trials. A lot of things are delayed that way. But then we have other work that's not forensic related, you know, contracts and things that we, we have to get done. The only difficulties right now for me has been my organization with my uh, limited monitor space. At my desk, I have four monitors I can play with. Here, I only have two. I don't have the components that I need to make it all work. It's a case-by-case basis for different schools. Fortunately, we have a system where we have a class portal. We have something in place where I've been able to post reading assignments, where I've been able to post worksheets throughout the school year. And there's a calendar, and we have an online discussion board. And I've already created a paperless classroom. So I have a mechanism in place that allows for electronically submitting work. And with the freshman physics, we use video physics, which is a Vernier app. They're already able to take video of something happening and sort of analyze it in different ways. So we're trying to do a little bit of motion, you know, shoot a video of a ball rolling along the ground. So it becomes kind of a physics experiments in the home kind of situation with them. We had people take all of their computers home. We tried the remote login thing, but that really wasn't working so well. So everyone just took home what they needed. Which has been encouraging to me so far with the amount of additional people going online exclusively, at least in my area, the internet and the bandwidth has been pretty good. There haven't been any, any outages it demonstrates the technology really can support a substantial load on it above and beyond what's, what's typical for a particular area. The first thing I needed was a little bit more infrastructure to make things work out. I only had a 
13-inch laptop screen, and that wasn't going to suffice when trying to forecast the weather. So I got an HDMI cord and hooked that up to a, a spare 40-inch TV right now, and I'm using that as an extra monitor, and I, I took my office chair and keyboard and mouse home as well. Um, so um, my setup is finally uh, nice and tidy in my spare bedroom, but um, in terms of like everyday uh, work processes. Uh, not a whole lot has changed, which has been nice. It's just been a tick slower trying to connect to the company VPN. So, um, so the time I gain from my shorter commute from my bedroom to the spare bedroom, uh, I lose it to everything just running a little bit slower on my remote desktop. Um, so again, my schedule really hasn't changed too much. I get, I get up at the same time, eat breakfast, then go to work. Um, but uh, things just move a little bit more slowly uh, during those morning hours. I think for students to try to get yourself in the mindset that you're in school. I think one thing that school does very well for teenagers, it gives their days a routine. And I think that it really is good for the students if Monday through Friday, they do try to get up at the same time and have breakfast at the same time and set up somewhere in their house where their workplace is so that they get in that mindset that they do go to school. And just to sort of add that structure to the day, I think, would be beneficial for everybody. Personally, one of the things I miss the most is I don't walk as much when I'm home. When I'm in the office, I make it a point to walk the loop of the building at least once or twice a day, and the building's quite large, so I get about a half a mile to a mile of walking, and I don't typically do that at home. I try to remind myself to get up and walk outside or walk around the house, but I will typically get far less steps because I do track those. One thing I've definitely noticed is how the work life has started to infiltrate the home life without that commute to kind of establish a place of work. Um, it, everything just kind of blends together. And I've, I, I found myself staying at my desk longer and uh, having trouble logging off and getting out of work mode. When people request meetings, everyone seems to accommodate. <laughs> it's interesting to see them uh, not in their normal environment, but you know, in their living rooms or on their kitchen table. The fact that I am working doing my actual job here at my desk in my room, I feel like I, I'm actually doing nothing all day because I'm in my room. I haven't done anything around the home. It kind of stresses me out because I know there are things I need attention. And since I'm not displaced from that environment, like in the office, I, I kind of have that, I don't know if it's anxiety or, or what, it, I just can't focus. I don't know. But I was planning on doing a block type schedule where I would work, I don't know, a couple hours, maybe three, two, whatever time I felt was acceptable based on my schedule. Once that block would end, I would set a timer like on my phone for like 30, 45 minutes, and I would go do something else. The whole transition to remote work, there's just a lot of stuff we got to figure out again. Regardless, because of all this, I uh, haven't really been able to dedicate that time to actually do my block schedule. I seem to, I seem to be planted at my desk doing my work. I, I'm get up for lunch really quick and get back to work. So it's not the best or probably the healthiest uh, routine in terms of physical activity and just mentally, because it does get pretty overwhelming. My goal for next week is to really emphasize that um, block routine, because I think just for the type of person that I am, I just need to, I have to do that. And really, I think the, the biggest part of teaching is sort of that interaction you have with your students and not to be able to see them has been a big challenge. Not only is it a very different learning experience, the students are going through all kinds of emotional upheaval right now. Any way that we can maintain those connections with the students will hopefully help everybody get through however long this situation lasts. 
trying to understand projectile motion is not really necessarily at the front of their minds. And I understand that. One thing uh, we've noticed with our clients, they've definitely seen noticeable impact to the energy grid with so many people working from home, large office buildings and some factories, uh, which require a lot of energy are no longer a part of the, uh, the footprint. So a lot of the models used to predict energy load are over predicting demand uh, because these models were built on data assuming these buildings and factories were consuming energy. Most of the work for the team has obviously gone online. We typically use um, Cisco WebEx as our primary means of audio and video conferencing. Our team is distributed, so uh, our normal meetings would typically utilize a similar format, even if I was sitting in my office in IBM Yorktown, which is where the research lab is located. So from a logistical standpoint, it hasn't changed that much in the mechanics of how I do my work. It's more really the, the, the personal aspects of the experience. In order to conserve bandwidth, especially if there are multiples of us in the house using it, I don't, typically don't use my camera, but it is nice to actually physically see someone occasionally. I am frequently involved in meetings uh, with different, or different lines of business, that, you know, working on different projects, uh, just trying to, you know, we would meet for to try and get stuff organized. We use Zoom and Microsoft Teams. We all Skype quite a bit and stay in touch with each other, but it's been difficult. Having more of that back and forth discussion that we usually have, and uh, that definitely improves our forecast and uh, what we send out to our clients. I've been communicating with various people uh, around the world on LinkedIn um, who run weather services or in charge of weather companies overseas. They have to be there, obviously, the weather service. Um, They can't take their computers home. (laughs) One thing I've noticed, and I'm not sure if I'm speaking for everyone here, is that a lot of the listening audience are aspiring meteorologists. And I think we do provide a, a pretty essential function in our society um, during these tough times. As far as my daily responsibilities, uh, we, we have our weather report that we put out now that we're getting into the severe weather uh, season. And on top of our uh, catastrophe modeling that we do on a quarterly and annual basis, you know, we have all these other side projects. IBM, which has been a sponsor and one of the initiators of a concept known as P-TECH, which is essentially a technology system to bridge the last two years of high school with first two years of college, they, they created or, or initiated what's known as open P-Tech. That's essentially online content and things that I know will be relevant to certainly a lot of our AMS members, as well as early career and students, you know, things like data science, things like machine learning and artificial intelligence. That website went live, I believe, last week. To try to be understanding and compassionate is sort of what I think needs to happen in this time. I think more so than ever, each student is sort of a a unique case. You don't know what kind of resources they're going to have available at home. You don't know what kind of support they're going to have available at home. Um, And I think really student by student, you need to be able to address individual needs and hopefully come up with something to meet those needs. I think that's a good thing is that we're all kind of coming together more because we realize we all We all need each other, um, especially in times like this. I was listening to Dr. David Agus this morning, which a lot of people have been listening to different doctors. Um, One thing he said that I liked is that I guess um, going outside and getting, you know, UV light and everything 
is is helpful against the virus. And I thought, whoa, at least in the Northern Hemisphere here, we're, we're going into springtime. The weather's going to start to get better. We're going to start to at least, if people can go out on their patios or porches, or if you have a yard, uh, be nice to go outside. And then there's a, a bonus of that it does help against the virus, apparently. I'm happy to share my experiences so far in the transition for working exclusively from home. Thank you so much for having me and I wish everyone all the best and stay healthy. Thanks for having me on and everybody be well. Thanks for having me. Everyone stay safe. You guys take care. You've heard the voices of Albert Betancourt, Jeff Uhas, Max Vito, Elizabeth Austin, and Tony Prano, recorded on March 26th and 27th, 2020. How has COVID-19 impacted your work? How does your experience compare to the experiences of our guests? Share your story. Reach out to us at skypodcast at ametsoc.org. Most importantly, we'd like to express our sincere wishes for your safety and your health.